1: Baloo, Kambirino, Uvzolo, boy. Yam derino uvetzoloh Toichemunei am segunda.
2: good
3: job is good job is. Good job good, good job good job good good job good, good job good, I mean good job good good job
0: in the a.m. Good morning. It's Friday. (laughs) Boy, is it Friday. Thanks for tuning in and being part of this uh, amazing radio experience, everybody. It's a Friday morning broadcast, final Friday of 5777. That's right. Next week, we'll be in the midst of the holiday of Rosh Hashanah when the week gets the Friday. Uh, Shabbos Medley done by David Dax and Company. You heard Baruch Levine with Bowie. You heard Eight Ton Katz, Bowie Shalom. Amram Adar off of the Baruch Hashem album with Bowie Kala. Regesh, of course, Modani opening things up. And we say good morning. It's Friday on the September 15th, day 24 in the month of Elul, the year 5777, Tuf Shanayan Zion. Brand new year begins Wednesday night. Looking forward to it, that's for sure. Uh, Erev Shabbos parshas Nitzavim and Vayelech. It is a double parsha. Uh, Erev Shabbos, both uh, Nitzavim and Vayelech, with candle lighting time at six forty four on this Erev Shabbos here in the New York area. Six forty four. Uh, Slichas in the Ashkenazi community will begin on a Sunday morning, late tomorrow night, as uh, we describe it. And Rosh, excuse me, Rosh Hashanah, of course, will be Wednesday night. As uh, we get ready for a um, for another great Yuntif and an absolutely amazing year ahead, Bezrat Hashem. 70 degrees, partly cloudy, a high temperature of 82. Looks like pretty decent weather over Shabbos in this area. I hope everyone's doing well out there all around the country and all around the world. Thanks for listening in to JM in the AM. Um, I'm glad you're joining the many, many thousands who are tuned in as we speak, which is an amazing feeling, and I thank you. Malcolm Honline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, he'll join us. It's weekly update day, 7.40 Eastern Time, here at JM in the A.M. Rabbi Yudin, of course, with the Torah portions. Great Friday schedule, as you would imagine, and the plenty to talk about as we get closer and closer to the brand new year. All right, so that's all happening here on a Friday morning broadcast at JM in the A.M. More coming up. Thanks for keeping it right where you got it, the Nahum Siegel Network. This is Garrison Varoba.
4: For my family and my people, set me free. Let me live life as I am, sharing peace with every man. It's my children, it's my land, so let me be. There's a story in the past, it tells for me. It is written in the book My Destiny. So the gun won't ever change a thing for me
2: Kol Kashim Mahiye od Yo Machana Abala Nimchay Lodo Egla Hemshach, qui eshi Yeshali Emuna, Lifamiman Gishim Shekhay, Col Kakashim Mahie O Diomotchana, Abala Nimhayek, Lodo Egla Hemshach, Qi Eeshi, Yeshhi Ebuna.
5: I am a good friend I'm <laughs> Galoyot, yech parking. Ami les boh- mm-hmm.
0: Nice Anim Zmirot selections, Leif Tahar, before that Shal Am Yisrael Chai, done by Eitan Freilach, before that the Aaron Razel version, and Yaakov Shweki, both with Ma'amin, and we are a miracle here at JM in the AM. It's America's one and only Jewish moments to the morning radio program, heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world in the web at NachumSigal.com, on the Single Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Galitzah in the background. News from Israel coming up. Malcolm Honline, executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. He will join us coming up. Um, that happens at 7:40 Eastern Time this morning. Malcolm Honline will join us. Rabbi Yudin, of course. Uh, Torah portions of the week. And this double parsha of Nitzavim and Vayela coming up at 7:15. Candle lighting at at 8:15 rather, 8:15 Eastern Time. Candlelighting 6:44 on this hour of Shabbos, final Shabbos of 5777. Gali Israel Army Radio. 2 p.m. newscast for Friday is next. We say Boker Tov from Jamnem.
6: Gali Tal, Hashem Shav. Cano Am Avira, imashe kore hashav. Amistara belondon hodia, ha-pitzutz barakvet atachti ta boker pigua terror. כתבנו נתן אלדרשאן. הראשיות בלונדון הודיו כי שמנאסר בנאדام פננו בורח קלה דבינוני לקבלה תיפול רפואי ב VAT אחולים בלונדון. וخم חקירה ראשונית אולא כי Amit Ana מולתר שוטמן ברכבת, לאית בוצצת במלוא. ראש ממשלת בריטניה תרזה מי הודיעה כי תקיים בשעות הקופות החרהת מתחם ויגומת אבטחון בבריטניה. ולפי שעה תרמ דוחל מהצרים ופסיחות ביקורת הפיקוח. מישראל אחורית בירושלים ניצאר כי לא יאדור לישראלים חייל לובש מדים מותקף על ידי חרדים קיצוניים בירושלים, כתבנו אריאל זיגלר. החייל נכנס
0: לחנות בשכונת בית ישראל בירושלים, מחוץ לחנות החלו להתקודד חרדים קיצוניים שקרו קריאות לעבר החייל ועידו אבנים לעבר החנות. המשטרה הוזעקה למקום וחילצה את החייל ללא פגע.
6: פרשת ההתעללות בדימונה. בית, המשפט, בית משפט השלום בבר שבע העריך את מעצרן של הסבתא והאם תושבות העיר, החשודות נהגות אלימה כלפי הנכדות בנות שנתיים וארבע. הסבתא תישאר במעצר עד ליום ראשון, ואילו האם תישאר במעצר עד ליום שני. ידיעה שמסר כתבנו, רמי שני. מדד המחירים לצרכן לחודש אוגוסט עלה בשלוש עשיריות האחוז. כתבנו לענייני כלכלה נטיינה ואימוסר שמדד מחירי הדירות עלה ב-4 עשיריות בחודשים יוני-יולי והשלים עלייה של 4 אחוזים ו-4 עשיריות ב-12 חודשים האחרונים. בעיראק גובר המתח לקראת משאל העם בחבל הקורדי שיערך בעוד עשרה ימים. במשאל יתבקשו הקורדים להצביע בעד או נגד רעיון המדינה העצמאית. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי.
7: היום התכנס הפרלמנט בחבל الكردي בפעם הראשונה זה שנתיים להצבעה מקדימה על משאל העם. חבריו צפויים לקרוא לממשלת החבל לקיים את תהליך. לעומת זאת, ממשלת בגדד קוראת לקורדים לא לעשות כן. הפרלמנט העיראקי הצביע שבוע ברוב סוחף נגד עצמאות קורדיסטן וניתוקה מהירה.
6: והתחסית לסיום היום היא מאונן חלקית והטמפרטורות תחזרונליות רגילות לעונה. ואלה החדשות שעורכת לי אמרם אילת.
1: Cheshaayim
8: mihimzor rochah
2: See so some-
1: שגם אם ti אותי תמשור.
0: the AM, brand new Amram Adar, Ain Od Song with an amazing message, that's for sure. Uh, before that, you heard the um, Asha Schayel, a Simcha Liner opened up the hour. Then Shimon Kramer with the brand new Asha Schayel single here at JMN. Friday morning, sleepless for the Ashkenazi community. Sunday morning, Wednesday night, Rosh Hashanah for everybody. As we get set for the brand new year of 5778. Hard to believe, huh? Malcolm Holmline coming up about 20 minutes from now. The weekly update. Here at JM in the AM, Malcolm Holmline, Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, he'll be with us at 7:40 Eastern Time, 8:15 for Rabbi Yudin, of course. As uh, we continue on a Friday morning broadcast here at JM in the AM, reminder: the Yad Sarah, or I should say, the Bake Sale to benefit Yad Sarah, happens at the home of Stacy Siegel this coming Sunday, beginning at 12 noon. Uh, you can contact us for more information about that dr Jeffrey Gurak speaks about the Jews of Harlem at the Eldridge Street uh, synagogue 2 p.m this coming Sunday here in the lower East side of Manhattan well worth it well worth it he's amazing um what else do we have in our community calendar <coughs> excuse me Young Israel of Manhattan with Rai right, Pesach Krohn tomorrow night. Young Israel of Manhattan here on the Lower East Side, Rai right, Pesach Krohn begins at 11.15. Salihus begins at um, 12.37, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Chazen Mencian Miller tomorrow night. Salihus service at the uh, Young Israel Bethel and Borough Park. That's tomorrow night starting at um, 12.30. All this information, by the way, about everything I just announced is on our community calendar. If you go to the community calendar section of NachumSiegel.com, it's there. Community barbecue for the new Springville Jewish Center is Sundays. They celebrate the burning of the mortgage. Mazal Tov. Hope to see everybody there tomorrow night at the new Springville Jewish Center on Staten Island. Coming up, full day of programming here at the Siegel Network. Naomi Nachman. We'll host Leah Gottheim from Kosher.com and Gabe Geller of Royal Wines coming up at 9 a.m. this morning on Table for Two. The Erev Shabbos show with uh, Mark Zomic, sponsored by our friends at Kedem, starts at 10 a.m. Erev Shabbos music mix, sponsored by our friends at Kedem, starts at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Saturday night, Seagull tomorrow night. Matis with JM Sunday on Sunday. There's so much happening. There's so much going on. Monday we're back with JM and M, of course full week next week, except for Thursday and Friday, which will be uh, Rosh Hashanah. So there you have it. Brand new Shlomo Simcha here at JM in the AM.
8: To the cov I say, he
2: mono to the
8: o malkeinu mal que no tá teu e
2: tá teu come inova me no o Vino malteno, que é in modo.
1: Rakhmono deh yone, deh yone la miye yahne no. Rakhmono de one el izvire libo ahne no.
2: Oho irakhmono
7: Lotsari dog, shelot bahaim shel not manouach, millhamot baolam lozari dog, the agot alam ahawk zat marishim, dog. azolerega, gamin alta azotam
0: Slavy Cohen here at JM in the AM. Nice selection. want to thank our friends at OnlySimcha.com. Only Simcha has been doing a lot of material um, uh, between the hurricanes and um, and other news items that we've been covering uh, over the last couple of weeks, and I thank them very, very much. Only Simcha's including a whole bunch of our content, including yesterday's visit by the duet from Israel, Yonina. They were here during the live lunch yesterday. And if you go to OnlySimClass.com, it's one of the places you'll find the video, our Facebook live video from uh, their uh, their visit here in the studio. It was really cool. They have a tremendous following. They had a sold-out concert last night in New York or the night before that in New Jersey. Uh, so a big thank you to OnlySimClass.com. They covered that one really beautifully as they do with so many of our stories, and it's greatly appreciated. A big thank you to our friends at JewishWorldReview.com who continue to enthusiastically recommend us to all their hundreds of thousands of readers, and we thank them. Very, very much. You can print out 100 articles or more uh, at the uh, jewishworldview.com before Shabbos and be busy the entire Shabbos. How do you like that? Candle lighting at 644, final Friday, final Shabbos of the year. Ashkenazi community begins Selichas tomorrow night or Sunday morning, depending on how you look at it. Rosh Hashanah, of course, is Wednesday night. We'll ask Malcolm Holmline for his Rosh Hashanah message for 5778 coming up. want to wish a Mazal Tov to Rabbi Dr. Ari Berman. The investiture took place at Yeshiva University this past Sunday. He's now officially, officially, double officially, uh, the uh, president of Yeshiva University. We wish him the best of luck in that unique and historic capacity. And we hope uh, Bezrat Hashem to speak with him at some point in the next few weeks here at JM in the AM. Malcolm Honline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations, joins us. For the weekly update here at JM and the AM, Mr. Honeline, welcome back to JM in the AM. No, well,
9: Thank you. It's good to be with
0: you again. Appreciate that. Last week uh, we didn't have this conversation because we were covering the uh, uh, activities in Houston. Then, of course, uh, everything that happened in Florida this week. I mean, you know, I, I think most of the news is known in terms of uh, the extent of the damage. Anything that you heard from the Florida Jewish community of note regarding uh, the storms
9: this week? Oh, thank God the, um, the bulk of the Jewish community which is largely in the Miami area were somewhat spared the um, the brunt of this although Jewish communities in other areas uh, were hit and there's of course very widespread damage and it reminds us of uh, the power of nature and that we should never take things for granted that the um, that the dangers uh, Abide whether they are from external enemies, internal threat divisions or natural disasters,
0: and as we pointed out last week, and you've said it so many times it it does have a way, and this time it really did between Houston and Florida of bringing out the best uh the American one of the takeaways people ask about the trip to Houston and the one of the takeaways I had, and I said this to you earlier in the week is I saw the American Jewish community really respond in glorious fashion, which was a very heartwarming thing to see and really as you would say it was really the international Jewish community. What do we know about today in London any details outside of what seems to be an obvious terrorist attack?
9: It's a terrorist attack that seems to be a flash bomb and the people who were hurt were mer- were hurt by burns from the flash nobody it seems thank God was killed and um, but it it is uh you know it's a reminder again that they are that the danger is everywhere, and those who think this is Israel's threat, and they can dismiss it or play down the threat of of terrorism globally, are reminded constantly. And you know there are um, uh, reports, and that it came out in the press, that the success of Israel in preventing, Israeli security forces I should say, preventing hundreds of terrorist attacks of all kinds from kidnappings and bombings and uh, etc just this year and uh, i think 70 in july and august that the you know the, the the importance of vigilance of the commitment that israel makes the steps that israel sometimes takes that some people including in our own community are so ready to criticize and so ready to to jump on and to demand you know uh, uh, that Israel not take the, these actions that it deems necessary. And yet we're reminded when we see the responses and the the, the actions that have, are taken there and everywhere else, reminded again and again of the importance of the extra vigilance and a reminder to our communities here that we have to do more.
0: Wouldn't it be beneficial for Israel to release a list on a regular basis of which uh, episodes were prevented? Wouldn't it lead to less skepticism and comments from people around the world if, if we actually saw and, and really understood the type of attacks that were being quelled on a regular basis?
9: I think that the um, uh, Israel does publish the list. They do these reports uh, on a monthly basis at least. And the uh, as for the very reasons that you said that people have to be aware and see what is happening and what, thank God, is successfully prevented. Every once in a while, there are, are there is an incident that actually gets comes to fruition because it's impossible to stop to medically seal the country. But the the they do report and they do publish these reports on a regular basis
0: you got to let me know where to find those because uh, I, I think it would be really beneficial to people uh, to see the details about the, some of those potential attacks that, thank God, uh, were taken care of by Israeli authorities. Mm-hmm. Now, it's U.N. week. BB speaks Monday? Is that the schedule?
9: No. He, he's, the U.N. session doesn't begin until uh, Tuesday, and he is speaking on the first day, actually out of order because it's usually only heads of state that speak the first day. Um and he is speaking shortly after the president and others uh, because he has to fly back for Rosh Hashanah. So they made an exception in this case to allow him to speak earlier than he normally would.
0: So both President Trump and Prime Minister Netanyahu are scheduled to speak Tuesday at the UN. That's right. Okay, by noon. So my listeners uh, out there who uh, we because we, we usually followed a speech along literally uh, on the uh, network as it goes on. I, I said that would be Monday. Obviously, it's going to be Tuesday now. Now. You know that for a long what seemed to be a long time, for many years, it seemed to me, the theme of the speech was was making sure that Iran would not be uh, armed with nuclear weapons. that That was the theme for a long time. Then last year, as you'll recall, i I proudly I proudly um, appraised him uh, instead of doing the whole Iran thing, and I'm not minimizing how important that is. He essentially, if you remember the theme, he essentially said to the world, to the nations of the world, hop on the Israel bandwagon because the train's going to leave the station without you. And and I'm paraphrasing, but I think you remember the theme of the speech that essentially, you know, Israel is one of the leaders of the future of this world. And now you have a choice. Are you with us or not with us? And you're going to pay the price if you're not with us. And I thought it was a brilliant approach. Do you have any clue what he will do this Tuesday at the U.N.?
9: Well, I do think it's pretty safe for him that, to assume that he's going to talk about Iran because the JCPOA, the, the Iran deal, is due to come up very shortly for certification or not by October 15th. And there is debate going on within the administration about how to approach it. We've seen statements that from the Secretary of State, supposedly, and others, that they're not in compliance. But on the other hand, um, that the... Uh, there is a reluctance to to because it's really uncharted territory what happens if you if it america doesn't certify it doesn't mean they reject the thing they just don't certify as being in compliance this would pave the way for additional sanctions which are being considered uh, in, in any event um but the uh i think it's likely that his his um his subject matter will be iran you know, Iran. Uh, refused the IEA, the International Atomic Energy Agency, right after it found them supposedly to be in compliance with the deal to reject their their request to visit the military sites. They're, they're allowed to see the civilian sites. And the contention, of course, is that no, no sites were off-limits. They're supposed to be able to visit anywhere. The Iranians are saying, well, we never said you could see military sites. So we don't know, again, what we don't know of what's going on there. And especially because of Iran's encroachments in Syria on Israel's northern border and the clear designs they have to get as close to the border and to be able to pose a threat to Israel from uh, Lebanon and from Hamas' side. And we see growing uh, involvement of Hamas with Hezbollah. And Iran wants to be able to pose the challenge from the Golan side, and uh, Israel acted if you, with the bombing of the, in Syria right. as a message that you cross the red lines, whether it's the production or importation of sophisticated weapons, missiles and others, the chemical weapons, that uh, these are red lines we cannot tolerate, including having uh, Iranian forces or their militia uh, along Israel's um, uh, border. And this is, uh, you know, this poses an existential threat that I think the Prime Minister will will definitely address.
0: And by the way, that's uh, that's one of the reasons that Iran makes it very publicly known how much money they're giving to Hezbollah, right? Close close to a billion dollars in their most recent payment, just to to let the world to remind the world that they're supporting their efforts.
9: Well, the reminders are there in the fact that you have uh, Hezbollah fighting in in Syria and uh, advancing the cause of Iran. Iran's goal. Is to to uh, be the dominant force after an agreement, and right now they seem to be in cahoots with with Russia, uh, not because they have a, an alignment of of total sort of alignment of interests, but because they have common uh, goals. Right now, uh, uh, Russia is making a big mistake in this because they will pay the price too if, if Iran ends up with a permanent presence and a permanent. Uh, the power position in Syria and and Turkey has joined this uh, triangle now, where they are co- because of common interests they're coordinating. It seems their uh, approaches to to um, the, the fighting in 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 Yemen, in this uh, in Syria, and the um, uh, the Iranian role it to build and goal of. Building the transnational highway from Tehran through Iraq to Syria to to Lebanon is advancing. The destruction of ISIS in many areas has opened up these areas to Iranian troops coming in, and the United States is trying to rush into these areas, especially along the Iraqi border, to prevent uh, both Iran from getting in and to to expanding further their uh, spheres of influence and control. So these are really critical issues that I think the Prime Minister will have to, to, to address.
0: By the way, Turkey, I mean, I guess it's obvious at this point that their relationship with Israel, which was key to for them and, and was a great concern of theirs for quite a while, is not nearly as great a concern as some of their other relationships now.
9: Well, the, um, Mr. Erdogan, with whom we'll be meeting next week, is uh, very mercurial in this regard, and uh, he he has much broader aspirations to rebuild the the Ottoman Empire to rebuild the period the glorious periods of the past. Just as the Iranians are rebuilding the Persian Empire plus, and uh, while there hasn't been as much public criticism, it does continue on the part of uh, of Turkey against Israel, and um, so and but his interests are in fighting the PKK, and fighting the, the Kurdish aspirations. As you know, there's going to be a test coming up very soon, in about a week, about the, uh, this referendum in Iraq for Kurdish independence. It's uh, fraught with all sorts of implications and dangers, and while generally Israel supports and we support territorial integrity for the Kurds, um, it's it's not without uh, concern about what the, the implications would be.
0: But it always seemed that the means to that end, at least for a couple of years, it seemed, uh, the means to that end was a good relationship with Israel. It's simply not the case anymore, in his opinion, right? It's obvious just the, in the way he's behaving that is right. not, not nearly as great a concern. And when it comes to BB, I mean, look, again, I understand, and believe you me, the list you just gave us, critical list of things to, you know, to announce to the nations of the world, especially in, in following the President of the United States. But th- w- weren't you a big fan of the 2016 theme? Didn't he, he, didn't he approach that speech from a position of strength, telling the world what Israel is and what they could expect from it?
9: Well, I think he can report, in fact, the, about the implementation of that theme, i.e. the, the visit that he just made to, to uh, Argentina, Colombia. Mexico yeah, why was President he received Paraguay so well then and that is actually exactly what you 're talking about in terms of breaking the isolation of the first time a sitting Prime Minister of Israel visited the, the, uh, South America uh, but uh, there's also it 's the result of some of the elections there that took place, the election of Mr. Macri to replace the Kirshners in Argentina in Brazil elsewhere. you see positive changes. And this is a this was a very important statement. It had a lot of economic implications, other implications in terms of um, the benefits. But it sends most of all the message that those who predicted Israel's isolation better take another look.
0: Yeah, hop on the Israel bandwagon, or the train will leave the station without you. <clears throat> it's America's one and only Jewish moment in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio, around the world in the web at NachumSiegel.com, on the NachumSiegel Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Final weekly update of the year. Malcolm Holline is with us. He is Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. If actions speak louder than words, what does Moscow's refusal to um, create this buffer zone for Israel on the border of
9: Syria tell us? Well, uh, we don't know yet what the actual understandings are. Uh, The fact is that that Russia uh, urged Syria not to respond to Israel's attack. Uh, You know, they did fire rockets, probably from planes over Lebanon, but they hit Syrian targets, and there was no uh, retaliation. uh, So that, uh, and and there does seem to be some understanding that gives Israel the leeway to to act in the uh, in in response to the threats that it perceives and on the other hand we know that that Russia is now as i pointed out in quotes with some of these other parties pursuing their own interests i mean it's not necessarily an anti-israel agenda right but and and he certainly does not want to see israel destroyed by most assessments but you know he's not going to worry about if there is some minor flourish everybody i think right now wants to avoid a war an all out war, but when you have one hundred and fifty thousand missiles sitting on your border and you can have some rogue crazy do something that will um, could ignite this conflict, and it can be ignited by by things unrelated to Israel as well between all of the conflicts between the parties in the region, so the the, the the it's not in in their interest to see the hezbollah get too close because Israel will have to uh, or Hama, or um, the iranian or the Iran revolutionary guard or any of the tens of thousands of their affiliated uh, Shiite militias to get too close to the uh border with Israel because that they know that that could be a flashpoint and that would uh, you know counter all of their the accomplishments and their interests, the huge Iranian investment in in uh, Hezbollah and in, in, in Lebanon would be history in a very short time. And if you notice, Israel has just finished an 11-day exercise in Israel's north that involved involved air, land, and sea resources for everything, cybersecurity, drones, uh, whatever you can, or every resource that Israel had was was thrown into this because it was a message. To the to the Hezbollah to the Iranians, that this time the response is not going to be targeted and it's not going to be limited. It's going to be to defeat Hezbollah, uh, which this time is part of the government. Last time it was not, so they didn't. They felt more constrained, Uh, but this is meant to be a very strong message. We are we are not going to hold back. We're going to do whatever is necessary to protect our citizens and to. uh, to take it to the enemy. The, the exercise, which was considered a uh, success, uh, showed uh, actual operational things that were done. Israel is not going to allow a penetration of its border, which is what Hezbollah wants to do. They want to be able to place a flag on the Israeli side to take some prisoners to do other things, and Israel will not and sent the message now that not only is that not going to happen, but we're going to take the battle to you. We're not going to fight on ours. And when we read Kitei just now when we say la Tse, when you go out to war, it says to go out to war, meaning don't fight in your borders, because once you're fighting in your own borders, you're losing. You have to always take the battle to the enemy and fight on their turf. Mm,
0: Very good. A um, couple of last things on the on the U.N. thing. First of all, will there be a Trump-Netanyahu meeting this trip? Yes, most likely. And that'll be in New York? Uh,
9: or Bedminster. Right.
0: Uh, and uh, secondly, the uh, the, the um, Danny Danone now assuming the position of vice president of the General Assembly. So I- is that historic? Has an Israeli representative held that position before? Like how big a deal is this?
9: Well, there are 21 vice chairmen of the UN, but it's 21 out of uh, all of the members, right. uh, so it is a recognition. But it's not the first time.
0: All right, that's uh, I wanted to know level of um, you know how rare that was. Uh, the draft law, many are familiar now with the stu- with the news story of the week about the uh, Supreme Court decision in Israel. We're always concerned about many aspects of this, but certainly probably more than any other. Uh, will this cause more divisiveness uh, on the Israeli scene? We know how sensitive the draft and the army issue is to begin with. Um, what do you think is going to happen as this uh, as this uh, whole procedure continues?
9: Hopefully, it will be done in a smart way, a sensitive way um, that accommodates all of the needs of uh, of Israel as, uh, the, and its the security needs. You've seen more and more people from the Haredi community joining the army in these various special units or in the regular units. And I think that the, um, you know, the reaction and the actions are often not motivated by an assessment of, of the country's security needs, but uh, some driven by ideological, political, or other motives. And that really has to be contained. So the leadership has to come from the prime minister to make sure this doesn't uh, become an explosive and divis- more divisive issue in Israeli society, but but
0: often the prime minister likes to avoid this topic because it's not it's not a good political topic for him. Doesn't always you know doesn't always make public statements about it. Doesn't
9: always express an opinion about it. Well, I don't think he has, I don't care if he expresses an opinion. I hope he does the right things that will help uh, put this, uh, um, you know, somehow back in in some sort of an. Uh, Responsible approach that uh, doesn't allow uh, this to become the visit. Look, he could lose his his, ca- his government over it. It's Correct. Right. It's you know these guys, people are uh, making very clear their their uh, intent on this. So it's in his interest to try and and calm things down.
0: Uh, can we go back to the recertification issue for a second? Uh, help help explain this to me. Um, recertification means essentially that Washington has the ability to continue what seems to be on a monthly basis. Am I right? It's every month. The recertifying of what, what we know as the Iran deal is that? No, four times a year. Four times a year. Does that essentially sum it up? That it's the, the Iran deal going for a further review every three months and, and it gets recertified, meaning that the, the, that what we know as the Iran Iran deal and its particular stays in place at that point.
9: I'm not sure it's automatic this
0: time. I don't mean automatic. Uh, I'm saying, uh, I'm saying, but that, but that's what the procedure is. Meaning, if the president decides to recertify, right. then essentially the the Iran deal, as it has been proceeding, will continue that way. Is that is that essentially?
9: Not, no, not necessarily, because you can still put added sanctions, or you can even decertify, and it still it doesn't mean that you withdraw from the agreement. The Iranians will obviously look for this as an opportunity to to exploit for their purposes, i.e., saying if they can go, then and. and uh, do uh, a lot of things that they wanted to do uh, in terms of enrichments, etc. So the president they're doing it anyway. They're, they're cheating on the agreement. There's no doubt about it. But the, the, but, but
0: the president seems to be between a rock and a hard place here. This is this is the let's get rid of the Iran deal president. You would think that he would use the opportunity, you know, every quarter to decertify. Because why wouldn't he? But I assume there's some political reason or or some other reason that he feels that Washington can't do that at this point.
9: I, I explain to you why, because there's the unknown of what the consequences will be. Some people say Iran has no choice, but right, Iran, right. uh, you know, is, it warns us now that they have the breakout capacity and are likely to be cheating and tell us even that right. the heavy water reactor at Iraq will be, is, is under reconstruction when it was supposed to be destroyed. So, and, and on the other hand, you know, the United States acting alone, we have to see what will the other parties do, what will the Europeans, although... What the United States does is the most significant, and and, and at the same time, it doesn't obviate the possibility of additional sanctions, which are being added regularly. And I think that that those really carry the weight, and and putting more on the oil sanction sector and on the banking sector, sounding more warnings as we see Iran move more and more aggressively. Right in South America that we just talked about right. let alone throughout the Middle East right. and so, the world
0: my point being then that the the prior administration when this Iran deal was certified you know was implemented uh, it, it it we we didn't we who were hoping that this would be rejected and you know taken apart by the new president did not realize how unlikely that would be because of the what you just described in terms of what Iran can do uh, use it as an, ex- as an excuse, cheat, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera.
9: Well, people said it right away, everybody said that that's why this is the worst deal possible, and because it, it does not really guarantee. And and we know what we know, but we don't know what we don't know of what Iran is doing, and their record of of violating agreements and understandings certainly give added reason for for concern. And the the implications are are clear too. We, for instance, the relationship between Iran and North Korea. Whether these programs are synergistic and whether they, you know, the degree to which they're intertwined uh, is a matter of concern. And there have been a lot of reports about it uh, over the last couple of weeks.
0: Today, North Korea fired a missile that flew over Japan's north, Mm -hmm. far into the Pacific Ocean, uh, according to South Korean and Japanese officials, deepening tension after the recent test of its most powerful nuclear bomb. This seems to be a weekly event, at least, right, if not more often?
9: It's becoming more – it actually was supposed to be launched last week because of the anniversary in North Korea. But because the capital was – in the country had a very heavy fog, they had to postpone it to this week.
0: Um, what happens this week with the PA, with, with the UN week? Uh, what uh, is there going – because every year – I shouldn't say every, but I think every certainly in recent memory – uh, there's been some type of effort to advance the Palestinian cause in the United Nations. Are they quiet now? Is this going to be a big effort? What's happening this week there?
9: So the, it seems that the PA withdrew its application to get recognized by the World Tourism Organization and the United Nations body. Uh, this is supposedly because of an understanding with Jared Kushner and, and uh, that, the, uh, that they would not take unilateral steps um but we can be sure that Mr Abbas is coming and going to be making uh his usual remarks rejectionist remarks uh for, at some point uh, after the prime minister i don't know when is he is scheduled to actually to speak uh, the this the u n though is the battleground where uh, the the Palestinians seek recognition everything from the international criminal court to for other international bodies but uh the u n as well and the the, and, and to use it as a way to bypass uh, the negotiations by trying to create the Fed a complete uh, simply by diktats and getting the automatic majority that it can. But I think that there's a growing uh, resentment and rejection of that and a demand that they negotiate and, and go to the table. So uh, Nikki Haley ambassador to the United States uh, of the United States to the UN has been very forceful. Uh, in this regard and has uh, led efforts b- both regarding iran regarding many other things but also to stop the uh, the bias at the UN and the uh, uh, Palestinian uh, uh in- in infrastructure where so much money is being poured into propaganda machines that solely work against israel to promote the palestinian uh, cause it's the only one that has whole institutions of their own Inside uh, the United Nations um, bureaucracy,
0: they don't give up, I guess. Uh, but this, it, having Nikki Haley there is 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 quite amazing compared to some of the predecessors. That's for and sure. And we
9: saw it in regard to the UNIFIL troops, the United Nations troops that are on the Lebanon border and uh, for those who have visited the border know that you can go up there you see their camp from yep. the heights yep. and the and you see nothing moves there they're, they're sitting inside the trucks are there everything and now the demand is that they do more patrol they take a greater effort to stop Hezbollah infiltrations and movements and uh, hopefully that that will be translated into real action uh though the record of uh, some of these UN troops is is at best mixed
0: Tell us about all these arrests in Saudi Arabia. The new crown prince is uh, is trying to implement what?
9: I don't know what all the arrests are.
0: Well, uh, according to the New York Times, over the last week, sixteen people were held relatives, associates, etc., including prominent Islamic clerics, academics, a poet, an economist, a journalist. I mean, is it is, is there less less freedom of speech there now? Is the new crown prince trying to uh, you know simply uh, show that he's in power? What's going on there?
9: I think it's uh... what um, one sees this across uh, the Middle East, and uh, the the um, concern about the growth of of elements, Islamist elements, others, uh, gets heightened. And certainly, when you have new governments and you have uh, the tenuous hold of the uh, the king and the crown, the new crown prince, and who could at some point be made the king. So I think that it's internal considerations as well as some security considerations. But many of these uh, countries uh, that are the closest to the West are, are clamping down on what they see as these uh, uh, extremists or, or uh, views that they, that they reject. Uh, so I don't think it represents something that's uh, really new or a big change.
0: Sarah Netanyahu, how serious are these charges now
9: that there's been a formal uh, indictment? Look, I think I don't think she's going to go to jail. I think yeah, they, they will acknowledge that uh, there were mistakes made. They can pay a fine. They can do other things and um, uh, move on. It's it's. Uh, is the Israeli you know, is see. the
0: Israeli media happy now that it's gotten to this point? <laughs>
9: Well, they they certainly would seem to be. I mean, they campaign very hard against her, against him, and uh, I think that uh, you know whatever charges there are should be allowed to go through the legal process and not personal character assassination. Except, you know, the media has a right and a responsibility to expose wrongdoing or to reveal things, but not to carry out vigilante campaigns and we see that in Israel too often and, and sometimes with what is known now as fake news and fake charges. There are multiple investigations. We have to let them run their course. The Attorney General has proven himself though he's a Netanyahu appointee and somebody I know well. He's a man of great integrity and people should just let him uh, run the investigation the Department of Justice, pursue it, the police. They, they've shown over and over again that people in the highest position of power don't escape um, the scrutiny and the legal uh, ramifications of their actions. Yeah, that's for sure.
0: Um, have you heard from a major Jewish organizations, synagogues, schools around the country as the brand new year starts on Wednesday night, and we hope for the safety and security for all Jewish institutions here and everywhere? Have
9: we heard from them about the security situation? Yeah, I mean, I would assume that, as usual, I would hope that There's more and more awareness, and, uh, you know, the government, again, grant-made series, uh, made available grant money to institutions, Um, but uh, I think that this year there is more uh, awareness and a a heightened sense of uh, the importance of taking the necessary steps to to protect, especially when it's a high-profile period, like the Yomim Noroim uh, and Sukkot, where, which is very visible. Uh, so I think that there's a far greater awareness uh, this year.
0: Um, what is your Rosh Hashanah message as we close out the year 5777? 7, 7, we always hope that there is great hope for the Jewish world and wonderful hope for the future as we embark on a brand new year. How do you assess things as we start the brand new year this coming Wednesday night?
9: Well, I think we can look back and see uh, a lot of challenges, a lot of uh, negatives, but also many positives. We we talked about some regarding Israel, but also regarding community of the continued growth of the challenges that uh, our community continues to face. And, you know, we're we're told about the nature of our tevilot, about the prayers that we uh, see and there are debates amongst the uh, the Gaonim about to the nature of some of the, of the phrases that we add to the Shimon Esri but what is clear is that it's not proper to make requests even for life in the middle of the first three or the last three brachos that, um, that but they make a distinction between individual requests which can't be said, and public requests meaning that when we look beyond ourselves and we think about the total community of all of those who are in need and seeing the natural disasters this year, Houston, Miami, uh, and many other things, it reminds us about the frailty of life and about our interdependence, and you saw it firsthand going to, to Houston was a, an example of it, that um, we we be reminded that it can't be just about us, that they got to think about the, the much broader community, the needs needs of others in our community that we should be sensitized to, that we often take for granted or walk past or, you know, think someone else will take care of it. And the other thing is is, uh, that this year we saw the continued attack on Jewish history, on Jewish heritage, on the Jewish people at the United Nations, especially in UNESCO, uh, with the support of of, the majority of the members of UNESCO, denying the Kotel and all of the other places that are significant to us. And yet, at the same time, through uh, the grace of God, the archaeologists have discovered one thing after another, literally dozens and dozens, just this year, of the most amazing uh, discoveries. And one, for instance, in the city of David, where they found uh, as the seals, with uh, with biblical names on them. And these were found on the side of the, uh, of the Ir David, the City of David, uh, excavations. The, the names and the, uh, in ancient Hebrew, and there it's evidence that uh, also that when the, the tribes of Israel from the Kingdom of Israel were, were exiled, they went back to Yerushalayim and were absorbed there. It, it, the kingdom of Yerushalayim was the northern kingdom, and they became senior administrators and senior pis- pis- people. Even though they were immigrants and coming from the other half, they were the, the signs here show how they rose in, in significance. That we found the gates where Goliath fought King David were from Goth. From this, so many of the things that have come to life in In just a short period of time in, and in these excavations, and I give you dozens of examples of the things that they found from food storage to to depictions in in uh, mosaics, all of which have profound significance uh, and the the seals for one just uh, were on display, so I saw in Yoshalayam the part of them um, and they and they shed life on what life was like, but most of all the continuity. And a reminder to us, of the need for us, never to forget this, that our filos have to be not just about ourselves and our personal needs, but remembering the needs of others and of Kali Yisrael. We have real challenges, but also real opportunities.
0: I hope the rabbinic leaders out there who address their congregations to heed your advice and touch on some of these topics over the whole... You high- want to
9: encourage people, you want to show our young people, show them these things, talk about them. They're so amazing. It's so remarkable. I talk about it and people, uh, non-Jews respond so incredibly to it when, because they see it's the Bible comes to life. We see the, the, it's irrefutable, undeniable. So it's imperative that people look at these things. And, and I wanted to say one other thing. There was a very disturbing report that, uh, from Sweden uh, from the, the second largest city in Gothenburg where the courts gave permission for neo-Nazis to march 500 feet from the synagogue on Yom Kippur and the community obviously is concerned about their own security and about the associations because during the Shoah the Germans would often conduct some of their most their worst actions on important days of the Jewish calendar and this is a called the Nordic resistance movement uh, and the religious community said we understand they have a right to march but right next to the shul, and uh, it's less than 500 feet away where they are going to be gathering. And one can't imagine that they would do this if any other religious group was involved. That's right. So, uh, it's a, 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 to me, this is just a horrific reminder.
0: Wishing you a happy, healthy, and sweet new year. I would assume we'll reconvene two weeks from today on Erev Yom HaKippurim. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful Shabbos. And be well. Good Malcolm Honline is executive vice chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. What he just reported at the end about Sweden was uh, bone-chilling, frankly. Friday morning on this Erev Shabbos, Parashas, Nitzavim and Vayelach. I do remind you that um, we welcome, as we continue to... Uh, move forward and provide amazing programming every single day thank god uh you can support our efforts here at the Nahum segal network go to fjbunity.org foundation for jewish broadcasting fjbunity.org you could sponsor excuse me you could sponsor part or all of a jm broadcast fjbunity.org you could sponsor part or all of a JMNAM broadcast in memory of someone for Fushlema, for somebody in honor of somebody we welcome that, and we thank you. Before we get to Rabbi Yudan, our Elul chauffeur blowing. This time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of congregation Shomri Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portions of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin.
10: Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. <clears throat> tomorrow we have the privilege of reading the two parshios of Nitzavim and Vayelech. We are getting very close to the end of the Torah. According to the Chinuch with Parshas Vayelech, the second parsha that we're going to read tomorrow, we complete the Tariyag mitzvos, the last two mitzvos of the Torah. 6.12, which is the mitzvah of Hakel, once in seven years, the Jewish people, on Chol Hamoed Sukkos, come to the base Hamigdash, and the King of Israel reads the Sefer Torah to the Jewish people. And finally, the six hundred and thirteenth mitzvah of the Torah, according to the Chinuch, is that of the mitzvah of writing a Sefer Torah, either writing one yourself or commissioning a Sefer Torah. I'd like to. Take a look at the very beginning of Parshas Nitzavim, whereby the Torah tells us that Moshe says to the Jewish people Atem Hayom Literally you are standing today for what purpose? If you look in the third verse, bevris Hashem literally to enter into a covenant with Hashem. Now, why do we need a new covenant now? This covenant, our rabbis call, the covenant of Arvus. Arvus, from the Hebrew word Orev. And Orev is a co-signer, meaning that somebody wishes to take out a loan. And the lender says, okay, I'll lend it to you, but I'm a bit nervous, your credit isn't the best, get me a cosigner. That cosigner is called an orave He is responsible, meaning that if the borrower does not pay back, then the lender can go to the orave the cosigner. Similarly, we become responsible, a cosigner one Jew for another. The Kleokar tells us that take a look at the first bris, the first covenant entered at Sinai. We were not arevim, responsible, one for another. And thus, when the Jewish people commit the sin of the golden calf, it is but 3,000 that are guilty of this. Now, There's a new factor as we are about to go into the land of Israel. And in fact, the Talmud in Sanhedrin 43b teaches us, based upon the 11 dots found in the Sefer Torah and printed in our Chumashim as well, on the words, Lanu Uvonenu, Ad Olam, that the covenant and responsibility of Arvus did not go into effect until the Jewish people crossed the Jordan till they entered the land of Israel. Now let me explain a little bit what Arvus is. For example tonight a Jew recites Kiddush a biblical mitzvah he finishes Kiddush he says to his family excuse me, I'll be right back he runs down the block and knocks on the door of his local rabbi, and he says to him, Rabbi, I have to tell you, I recited the Kiddush. However, my mind was on something else entirely and I did not focus on and concentrate on that this is the declaration declaring the sanctity of the Shabbat, declaring that Shabbos remembers creation, reminds us of the Exodus. None of this was in my mind. Rabbi, can I please go home and recite the Kiddush again? And the Rabbi is going to tell him, no, no. For any one of many reasons, but not the least of which, we don't want the Jew to become neurotic. He'll come back 10 minutes later and say, I worked it up from a 30 to a 50. Do I have another chance and another chance? And the answer is no. Next week, you'll do a better job. Now, this same Jew who was not permitted to recite the Kiddush again, after dinner. Friday night, tonight, what's he going to do? He goes for a walk. And he goes down the block and he sees, oh my goodness, there are a lot of empty cartons in front of a house. You never know, maybe a Jewish family moved in. He waits a moment or two. Sure enough, someone comes out. He introduces himself. My name is Chaim. What's your name? My name is Igor. Oh my goodness. And sure enough, Chaim the local, says to Igor, the new man on the block, tell me, did you make Kiddush? He says, what's Kiddush? (laughs) Perfect. You're Jewish? Yes. Come with me. Chaim takes Igor to his house, and now Chaim can recite that Kiddush again, this time with a lot of concentration. Why? Because this time he's going to be reciting the Kiddush for somebody else. We are responsible I know how to blow chauffeur. I heard the chauffeur. Please God, next Thursday, next Friday, I have a chauffeur. My next door neighbor could not be in shul for whatever the reason. If I, who can blow, don't blow the chauffeur for them, so it's not I'm not such a nice guy. No, according to the Ritva in the Gemara of Rosh Hashanah, my. Mitzvah of shofar that I thought I had fulfilled so well by hearing all one hundred sounds of the shofar. The answer is no. My mitzvah is incomplete because I did not fulfill the mitzvah on behalf of my neighbor. We are responsible one for another. Now, why might you ask? So, Orachaim Hakodosh in his commentary. At the beginning of Pashas Nitzavim on Pasuk Yud Beis says something very interesting, and that is as follows, that God instituted this concept of Arvus for our benefit. How so? Because, unfortunately, were a Jew to slide backwards today a little bit, tomorrow a little bit more. Before you know it, unfortunately on a slippery slope he's gone. And therefore, now that we are responsible one for another, Yitinulev, one will watch the other. When I see my friend and neighbor doing something wrong, that I have, not that I'm a Yenta, no, but I have the opportunity in a nice way to uh, help them, what's going to happen? As a result of this, they will remain heart of the fold and therefore listen to his words we learn from this all of God's actions it's all for our good to sustain us and to keep us the mitzvah of Arvus one Jew responsible one for another now listen carefully I want you and I'll be honored if you open up the Chumash to the very beginning of the parasha tonight, and you ask yourself, the Torah says, Atem kulchem. You are standing today, kulchem, all of you. Let me ask you, what day is it that we are referring to? So Rashi tells you, what do you mean What day? This is right before Moshe's passing. It says Rashi, "Bi'Yomos." So on the day of his passing, Moshe enters the Jewish people. it brings them into an assembly, into the covenant of Arvus responsibility. That's what Rashi says, and by all means, he is correct. But as we know, there are layers and layers of understanding to the Torah. So, in addition to what Rashi is saying, that "ayom" refers to the day prior to Moshe's passing, the Zohar Hakodosh says that the word Hayom refers to Rosh Hashanah. And it's not by chance, my friends, that every year on the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah we read Pashas Nitzavim, either Nitzavim by itself or like this year, Nitzavim together with Vayelech. And there's a very deep meaning here. Says the Torah Atemnit you the Jewish people are standing today with all the challenges that you have. Look at last week's parasha, the ninety-eight God forbid Klos curses that could befall the Jewish people with all that's going on in the world around us, which literally leads to deep concern trepidation, still the Torah consoles us by saying, we are all standing here, please God, next week, Rosh Hashanah Hayom, the day of Rosh Hashanah, Kulchem, all of us together. Now, there is a delicious Midrash, which the tour, in Simon Tufkuf Pei Aleph quotes, the Midrash is found in Devarim Rabba Beis. Ostesvav, And I quote, Rav Simon says as follows, unbelievable in the name of Rav and Rav Yoshua. Take a look at the uniqueness of the Jewish people. Minhago Shalola, the nature of the world or man is. Adam Shiesh Din, a person who is on trial. Lovesh Shchorim puts on Black clothing. shchorim, envelops and wraps himself in black. Megadel no. He doesn't care how he looks. He allows his hair to grow long. Enosipornov doesn't cut his nails. He's not concerned with his grooming. Why? The yodeya He doesn't know what his verdict is going to be. He doesn't know, is he going to live? Oh God forbid not. Av Yisrael, the Jewish people, enom came, they're not like that. Love shim we wear a white kittel and we put white on on Rosh Hashanah. we take haircuts. we groom ourselves, cut our nails, bathe. Ochlim sim We eat and we drink and there's a simcha, there's a joy on Rosh Hashanah. Why? Where is this optimism coming from? The Fisha Yodim, they know They're confident that God is going to do a miracle with them. Now wait a second. How could they be so sure of this? And the answer is as follows. True, each and every individual should tremble. Each and every individual, as an individual, should be very worried going into Rosh Hashanah. Yes, our life is in the balance. But one thing we know for sure, Netzach Yisrael Lo Yishaker, the eternity of Israel, that ultimately, will there be a Kla Yisrael? Will there be a Jewish nation that will make it to the finish line? Absolutely, positively. That's for sure. Ah, oh, so therefore, says the altar of Kelm, what should each Jew try to do? Connect yourself to the Community. The community is going to live on. Connect yourself to the community, and the more you connect yourself to the Jewish community, each one in their own way, the strengths that you have. Not only shall you use them for yourself and for your immediate family, channel your strengths into the community, and because the community needs you, that's going to be your best ticket, please God, for the forthcoming year. And so, emir Hashem, before Rosh Hashanah, I hope we'll have a chance to review the laws of Rosh Hashanah next week and some hashkof about Rosh Hashanah, but let's understand, this Shabbos is the 25th day of Elul. This Shabbos, tomorrow, is the day that God created the world. When we say on Rosh Hashanah, Hayom Haras Holam, today on Rosh Hashanah is the anniversary of the creation of the world, we don't mean the world, we mean man. Because in reality, man himself is Uwa, so very important. So therefore, on this last Shabbos of the year, prior to Rosh Hashanah, we take this very important message of Arvus to heart, and I close with the beautiful teaching of Reb Neftali, of Rav Shitz, Sadik who says, Ko Yisrael Aravim" doesn't only mean Israel is responsible one for another, but from the word, Ko or your voice is, is sweet, as we find in Shir Shirib, It therefore means one Jew sweetens one another. The more we are concerned with each other, the more we sweeten one another. And please God, our recipe, emir for a sweet new year. Shabbat Shalom to all.
11: יש lo לא Hashem, the Aleluah Basharimaseah, Ishairat Hashem itit halal, Ishairat Hashem itit halal, Tenula mi priadeah, Yahaleluah Basharimaseah. Is it are Shalal, Ishira ta shemit italan tenulam ibriyada vehalelu bashar imasean ishira ta shemit italan ishira ta shemit tenulam Goshem, Jeez, Hashem ate Ishairat
0: JM and the AM. tomorrow night. Would love to know where Eitan Katz is tomorrow night. Shamalach words from Slicha's Pretty amazing selection, huh? I would say so. Pretty amazing. Uh, a lot of great Slicha services tomorrow night. Yehuda Green with the Kalbach Stool, to the Westside Institutional Synagogue. Um, ben Sian Miller, of course, the great Chazan in uh, Young Israel, Bethel of Borough Park. Chazan Helfgott at the Parky Synagogue. I'm trying to think um, what are the Slicha services of note. A lot of things in this area tomorrow night. Candle lighting 644 New York City. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget, Wednesday night is Rosh Hashanah. Thursday and Friday will be the first days. Uh, the first days. Thursday and Friday will be the holiday of Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> there you go. And um, and um, wishing everybody a happy, healthy, and sweet New Year as we get closer and closer to the brand new year of five, seven. 7, 8, jam in the am with a reminder coming up. It's Naomi Nachman minutes away from a brand new edition of Table for Two. Naomi Nachman with Leah Gottheim from kosher.com. Gabe Geller of Royal Wines, all happening between 9 and 10. 10 o'clock, the Arab Shabbos show, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. It's going to be Mark Zamek hosting today between 10 and 1. 1 p.m. Eastern time, our Arab Shabbos music mix, sponsored by our friends at Kedem. Uh, tomorrow night, it's Saturday night sequel with Avrami. Um, Sunday morning, Matas with JM Sunday, Matas with JM Sunday coming up. Lots going on, lots going on. That's for sure. Time to say good Shabbos. Journeys at JM in the AM. brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Our listeners sponsor digital radio around the world the web, and web on the going network. of course, on the beloved NSN app. Wraps up an amazing day and a great week here at JM and the AM. Short week coming up next week. We'll be here with JM and the AM Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday before the brand new year. Have a wonderful Shabbos, great weekend. Pay careful attention to all of our amazing programming today, including Naomi Nachman next with Table for Two. And of course, uh, all of our great programming over the weekend, including Saturday night Segal tomorrow night with Avrami and Matis and J.M. Sunday, Sunday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern time. Have a wonderful Shabbos, great weekend. Till Monday, Nachum Segal reminding you, remember the past, live the present, and trust the future.